What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and today we're going to be talking about a good deal of breaking news for the Bolts this week. Uh, some of it positive, some of it negative. A little more negative than positive, unfortunately. And it's only compounded by the fact that the Chargers are taking on a really good Buffalo Bills team, a team that is seven and three, coming off some some good wins this season. They have all the momentum in the world. All of a sudden, it looks like you know they're the team to be in the AFC East, especially you know with the fall of the New England Patriots without Tom Brady. And overall, I think it's going to be a great game, this game against the Bills. Two quarterbacks with two of, if not the two strongest arms in the NFL. Great offensive weapons around them. Chargers have Keenan Allen. Bills have Stephon Diggs. Uh, It's just going to be a really exciting matchup. But real quick, before we get into any sort of preview for this week's game, we're going to talk about the bit of breaking news. Now, we'll go to the positives first. So uh, the smallest bit of news is that Brandon Faison, the team's, Reserve quarterback, about fifth on the depth chart right now. Uh, He came off the COVID-19 list. He's been on there for the last couple weeks, kind of putting some strain on that position group. That's kind of a big reason why Tavon Campbell's played so much, you know, and and he's done well, right, in in his plays and those increased amount of snaps. So good for him. But Brandon Faison coming back is also a special teams uh, contributor as well. So that's also big for that third phase of the game. Secondly, Chris Harris Jr. is coming back. He's been activated off injured reserve. This is going to be his first game. It was his first week of practice since week three before the team's loss to the Carolina Panthers. He sustained a foot injury in that game. At first, I want to say that the timeline for his injury was potentially four to six weeks. That might be might have been Eckler's. Uh, Harris's might have been six to eight weeks. Well, Harris took those four. Uh, full eight weeks for his return. He hasn't played in the last two months, but he is back. He is going to man that slot corner position again. Um, and if you're wondering what's going to happen to Devon Campbell, Anthony Lynn said earlier this week that they will find a way to keep Campbell on the field, get him snaps. If anything, right now, I think maybe Tavon Campbell is going to be in the role potentially that Desmond King was in prior to him being traded, where he saw time in the slot in some dime looks or rolled in at one of the safety positions. I'm not sure if that would really be the case. I don't know if Campbell has as much versatility as King did, but uh, if anything, remember, Lynn said they will find snaps for him. So don't think Tavon Campbell is just going to go away, especially after he showed some promise with that pick six against the Jets. Uh, In the corresponding move to bringing back Harris, The team is placing defensive end Melvin Ingram on IR once again. He spent three weeks earlier in the season on IR. He missed some of the most important games, including the Saints game, the Bucks game. I can't remember if he was back for the Jags game or not, um, but he did miss some of the more important games of the season, which they did lose. Again, those Bucks and uh, Saints games. He's going to be gone for another three weeks at the minimum. So he is going to miss this week against the Bills. Then he will miss for sure the Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons game, which, you know, again, are two of the easiest games the Chargers have left. And then he should be back for the three-game stretch to end the season against AFC West opponents. Uh, I'll tell you what, that, that Ingram news to me isn't that big of a deal because he doesn't have any sacks. He he's you know he still creates pressures and he's disruptive, but no tackles for loss, no sacks. I mean, no splash plays since that interception in, in the first game of the season against the Bengals. So 
I don't know how much they'll really miss Ingram's uh, presence, but I think the bigger loss for the Chargers these next couple weeks is going to be Chenna Nwosu. Against the Jets, he went down after a play. Kind of looked scary. He wasn't moving all too much. Luckily, he was able to get up, walk off his own power after the game and in the coming days come to find out that he sustained a grade two AC joint sprain, which is a shoulder injury. They said it wasn't as bad as it could have been or as, you know, what it looked like um, it was at the time. So this is big news again, but two to three weeks is still a decent amount of time. So they're not going to have Melvin Ingram. His backup, Chenna Nwosu, is not going to be back. And uh, who's going to take over that Leo spot? Well, as of right now, it's probably going to be a mixture of Emeki Egbule or Jesse Lemonier. And I think Lemonier is probably the best fit. Emeki's, I think, too much of a off-ball linebacker to fit into that Leo position all that much right now. He did a good job against the Saints. Him and Lemonier actually both got a significant amount of snaps against the Saints. I thought they did a great job. So Either one, you know, I believe in them. It's not going to be Nuosu or Ingram, but I believe they'll be able to hold that down or hold down that spot, excuse me, and be serviceable enough uh, to make us, you know, survive at least these next couple of weeks. So that is your latest news in terms of injuries and things like that. Uh, we do need to talk about the actual injury report before we get into the preview. The team's obviously going to be without Ingram, no Nuosu, and then uh, one guy that is going to be out this week. Uh, that I honestly didn't expect. I don't understand why, what really happened to him. I don't remember him getting injured too much at the end of the Jets game, but it's Casey Hayward. And so final injury report for the Chargers is actually shows Kalen Balaj going to be questionable. I don't know how much that matters because it seems like Austin Eckler's on his way to playing this week. He looked good in, in practice. Uh, he's traveling with the team, according to the pictures. I think he's going to be activated. There's no way, reason he would travel if he wasn't going to play this week. So Kalen Blash is questionable. If he plays, you know, he's going to play a backup role to Austin Eckler. But then again, Casey Hayward's out. So your outside corners are probably going to be Mike Davis and either Tavon Campbell or Brandon Faison. I think it's probably going to be Faison. He saw some time starting some games last year. I thought did a pretty good job. I think he's one of the better tacklers at the cornerback position that the Chargers have. So expect those two to start with Tavon Campbell probably rotating in uh, at outside corner with Faison, maybe a few plays for Davis if he needs that break whatsoever. But again, Ingram and Nwosu, the other two that are going to be out. For the Bills, Cody Ford, their starting right guard, is out for the rest of the season. He sustained an injury late this week, will be out the rest of the season, like I said. And wide receiver John Brown, their best deep threat, at least the fastest receiver, on the team. He will be out this week as well. Did not participate in either of Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday's practices. So at least that's one less weapon for the Chargers to have to worry about when they face the Bills on Sunday. Now, going over to um, to preview this team. Now, this team is more of a offensive team than a true defensive team. Their defense has played a bit better the last couple weeks, but this is a team that barely scores any more points than they do uh, allow on defense. I believe they allow 26 point, I want to say eight points per game on defense, something like that, just under 27. And then they allow, or excuse me, they score 20 ish point or 27 something on offense. I'm sorry, I should have had these numbers in front of me um, before I started talking. So on offense, yeah, 27.2 points per game they score on offense. And then defensively, they allow 26.5. So 
a little over half a point more on offense, the average per game, uh, than they allow. So this team wins because they're explosive. They do put up a lot of yards. Uh, Josh Allen is their entire offense. Him to Stephon Diggs is kind of how they've succeeded. Their offense or defense, pardon me, has, I believe, six turnovers in the past two games, which has been uh, big for them. That defense kind of looking like it did last year when it was one of the best defenses in the NFL. But let's take a look at their two main offensive weapons. Like I said, Josh Allen is a big part, if not the offense entirely. Of the team's 31 total touchdowns that they've scored this season, 27 of them have come from Josh Allen. Uh, 21 of those have been passing touchdowns. He has thrown seven interceptions, so he's been pretty good in that department as well. He has scored five rushing touchdowns. He is second on the team in rushing yards with 279. And then he has one 12-yard reception TD that was thrown to him by uh, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. And this was like a play where it was a throwback screen. And Josh Allen actually had to do some nifty footwork and evasive maneuvers to get in the end zone. I mean, he looked really good on, on that play, and it just kind of exudes or exhibits like his level of athleticism at the quarterback position. Like it, he, We all knew he was big, strong, had a big arm, whatnot. But this guy can move around, can make guys miss, and can and can break tackles. And that's especially dangerous when you're facing a team with that type of quarterback. 2,871 passing yards this season. Uh, so he's up there. I believe he's in the top five. I think he's fourth in the NFL in passing yards right now. So he's clicking on all cylinders for the most part. And then Stephon Diggs, his most targeted best receiver here on the team. 73 catches for 906 yards. Only four touchdowns, though. You'd think he'd have more with almost 1,000 yards on the season as of right now. But, man, he's he's a deep threat. He's an intermediate guy. He can get open short. Stephon Diggs is one of the best route runners in the NFL. It doesn't matter what route you put him on. He's probably going to get open. And Allen's game has been taken to a whole nother level with a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs to really give defenses problems. Now, against the Chargers, where they will not have John Brown, who John Brown, again, is their, is their speed guy. He's a guy to help clear out take the top off of defenses. He kind of opens things up for Diggs. He's not going to be in this game, but there will be Cole Beasley, who's also on the team, former Cowboy. Beasley has done a good job this year as well, has been targeted a lot lately. Um, he actually has, he's second on the team with yards and receptions, 55 for 642, three touchdowns. He's a guy that the Chargers have to be on top of when it comes to third downs, fourth downs, just when they need a play to, uh, you know, a short play to convert the chains to maybe get a touchdown. Like, he's just the guy to help them stay above or in front of the chains. So, have to have, it's actually good that Chris Harris comes back, because if anything, he's going to be the one sticking with Cole Beasley, hopefully, um, throughout the game. Now, offensively as a whole, they are the 12th offense, 12th ranked offense in terms of yards per game, 376.5. Their passing offense is fifth in the NFL behind the Chargers, actually right behind the Chargers, with uh, 278.9 per game. And then rushing, they're actually one of the worst rushing teams. This is something I thought maybe they'd be pretty good at with Josh Allen, obviously being able to run the football. But guys like Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, the rookie out of Utah, really haven't been terribly efficient. That offensive line isn't playing its best ball this year, and it shows only 97.6 rushing yards per game. That is 27th, and it's one of only eight teams who do not average uh, over 100 yards per game right now. So if they're going to beat the Chargers, it is going to be taking advantage of the secondary. That's why 
guys like Rayshon, Nasir on the back end have to play their best ball. You know, in place of Casey Hayward, Brandon Faison, Mike Davis have to stick. And Chris Harris hopefully has one of the best games of his season in his first game back off of IR. These are just things that the Chargers really going to have to need or will greatly need, let's put it that way, against this Bills team. Now, defensively, the Buffalo Bills defense is the 20th ranked defense in terms of yards allowed. 373.7 yards per game. They allow 238.7 through the air, which is middle of the pack, 17th. And they allow 135 yards per game rushing on the ground. That's good for 29th. So they are the, one of the worst teams in the NFL at stopping the run. Now, when you look at this, does that mean the Chargers should run the ball? Well, potentially with Austin Eckler back, right? They're probably going to have a spark and be a little bit more efficient there. But we saw what happened against the Jets. And yes, the Jets allow a decent amount of rushing yards, but the Chargers chose to let Herbert cook. And that led to career highs. That led to big plays. That led to a well-oiled offense. Now, at the same time, this is a better secondary, right? Yes, yes, they're 17th, but Tredavious White's a former All-Pro, Pro Bowl cornerback out there. He's probably going to be, I don't know if he's going to shadow Keenan Allen, but he will be out there quite a bit on the Slayer. But besides him, Teron Johnson, uh, Taron Johnson, different from our Teron Johnson, this one is T-A-R-O-N. He's a cornerback for the Bills. He has been really bad in coverage this season. I got his stats right here. Uh, he's allowed 40 of 55 catches thrown his way. For a team high 430 yards, just one touchdown, but that's a lot, a lot of yards. Secondly, Josh Norman, he's only played three games. He's been hurt. I believe he just came back from IR, but in those three games he's played, he still has allowed 15 of 19 receptions his way for 154 yards and another touchdown. So this could still be a game where Herbert cooks, right, is, is given the keys to the offense and gets out there and, and slices and dices, right? Uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out, and it'll be in my three keys to a victory over the Bills article that's coming out on Saturday. I still got to type it up. You know, holidays put some things behind the eight ball here, but um, it's attacking the middle of this defense. Now, looking at their linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein, they're kind of struggling in, and actually both facets, in, in securing tackles and in cover. So just some stats for you guys here. In nine games that Edmonds has played, all starts, he has allowed 28 of 36 receptions for 419 yards, three touchdowns, and he has 10 missed tackles. He has a missed tackle percentage of 12. That's not good. AJ Klein, in 10 games that he's played in with six starts, he has 10 missed tackles as well, and that's 18.5% of his tackles missed. So I'm looking at you know their second level, and that's a level that's going to be picked on potentially by Allen if he's in the slot. That's going to be picked on by Hunter Henry. That's going to be picked on by Austin Eckler. So you've got the, some of the Chargers' best players who are going to do most of their damage against a unit that is one of the worst in the NFL. This is something that the Chargers have to attack. Absolutely have to. Austin Eckler, I mean, I can just see it now, right? Tremaine Edmonds, and don't get me wrong, Tremaine Edmonds is, is a 6'5", 250-pound rangy linebacker. But he was very young. He was 19 years old when he was drafted a couple of years ago. He's still working into the position. He's got all the athleticism in the world. I'd almost liken him to Kenneth Murray. Like, they can run. They're big, strong, can run sideline to sideline. But they're still working on the nuances of the position. 
And so that's why I think that's a huge area that the Chargers could be able to exploit against the Bills. I think it's probably the key matchup in the Chargers potentially coming out with a victory against the Bills. And that, and just slightly, you know, not turning the ball over. The, the Bills, if I go to the turnover numbers right here, um, in terms of total takeaways, the Bills are one, two, three, four, five, six in the NFL with 16 total takeaways. They are plus three on the year, which isn't, again, a ton. So they turn over the, over the ball their fair share. But they're still one, two, three, tied for actually their fourth in the NFL or one, two, three, four, five. Uh, six in the NFL, excuse me. There's three teams tied at 17. They take, they've taken the ball away 16 times, seven interceptions, nine fumbles. So they force more fumbles than they are able to pick it off. Um, in terms of giveaways, though, I've got those numbers right here. Let me see. Um, they've given the ball away 13 times. Obviously, the seven interceptions for Josh Allen, and they've fumbled it and lost it six times. So this could be a game where Chargers can capitalize on a mistake here or there. But the Buffalo Bills have shown to be able to capitalize on their opponent's mistakes quite a bit in recent weeks. Uh, this game's going to be tough. This game's going to be tough because of Josh Allen. And his skill set always scares me, especially when the Chargers play any sort of mobile quarterback. Now, he's not fast. like uh, Definitely not like a Lamar Jackson. Um, I'd liken him to Patrick Mahomes, but a little bigger, sturdier. And he's not afraid to take on contact. And he's he's like surprisingly athletic. Like you see this guy hurdle people. You see this guy uh, run through, you know, you don't realize again how big Josh Allen is. 6'5", 240-something pounds. So there's linebackers who you feel like are just about to stick this man. And he's able to shake off these tackles. It makes absolutely no sense. But this is something that the Chargers are going to have to really put their foot down and say, we're not going to let Josh Allen treat us like a bunch of little kids in on the playground. You know, When they get in close to the, the red zone, that's Josh Allen time. You know, They'll run a few plays between the 20s, some QB sweeps, some powers. He'll scramble, whatnot. But when it gets near the, the end zone, and the Chargers, remember, are not a good team at stopping the run, especially between the tackles. This is a team that, you know, QB power, straight up the gut. Josh Allen, again, being 6'5", with that frame. He can stretch and reach like... You know, they can run something straight up the middle with him from three yards out and could potentially, he just reaches over the goal line. It's going to be way too easy for the Bills to potentially do that against the Bulls. I don't know what the Chargers can potentially do about it besides their players simply just stepping up. Linval Joseph has kind of done his thing. Tillery, Bose is back. Uh, you know, whoever they have at Leo, hopefully is able to do something as well. That's what kind of worries me that that position, you know, is... Essentially, the Chargers are running the 3-4 defense, if you think about it, with the Leo being as big as one of their other linebackers, you know? So in terms of run-stopping capabilities, they're sacrificing quite a bit by playing or using that Leo position. In Gus Bradley's defense back with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, it was Cliff Averill, I believe, or it was, and I'm losing my mind here, the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, but he was kind of a tweener. He was about 200. 60, 65 pounds playing Leo. And that's quite a bit of a difference besides the 240, 245 that the Chargers have had between Ingram and Nuosu playing Leo. So that's kind of the, the matchup on defense uh, that I'm worried about is just stopping this run game. Again, they haven't been all that efficient on the ground. Um, they don't like to run the ball all that much. But when it comes to getting the tough, tough yards that they need, third and fourth and short near the end zone, they've got the talent to do it. 
Zach Moss was that type of runner. Um, as a rookie, Devin Singletary, as small as he is, has great contact balance. I mean, these guys are just able to get the yards they need to stay successful and to win games and to win it by just enough. So I'm excited. I'm absolutely excited. You guys should be too. And that about does it for today's show, everyone. As always, I appreciate listening, appreciate the love. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. I kind of shut off for the last couple days, Thanksgiving and the day after for Black Friday. I didn't get to buy anything. Didn't want to. Saving up for bigger, more adult purchases in the future. And I mean, I got what I need. It's a pandemic. I can't be spending spending willy-nilly all that much. But hope you guys, you know, great food, good drinks. You know, hopefully we're able to see some of your family if you were safe enough. Video chatted everyone you wanted to, felt the love. At least tried to enjoy it, especially in, in, a, in a time like this. So uh, once again, guys, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Follow all my written work at boltsfromtheblue.com. Uh, great community over there. If you haven't joined it, go ahead. We're doing the SB Nation Reacts, which is a survey given out to everyone who signs up for it. That basically asks you a couple questions. They're you know timely with whether it's a holiday, uh, the news going on in the week. You pick your matchups of the week. We kind of survey all that information. And then finally, you'll get some Chargers related questions as well, as well, excuse me. And it's information for me and our people to use kind of going forward. So if you want to be a part of that, it's just a fun weekly thing you get to do, answer some questions about your you know favorite football team. It's a ton of fun. Uh, with that being said, guys, enjoy Sunday's game. Enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you later next week.